Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. Yes, we have reached the end of the regular season and it is into the finals time for the Bunnings NPC, which is what we're talking about most for most of the evening. Uh, and uh, by the way, folks, it looks like I am on a solo show, but don't worry, I've got post-match interviews from Bay of Plenty versus Northland and also Northland versus Manawa to, to uh, break things up as well. So do look out for those, um, both for myself and uh, Stephen Harris as well. Um, so that's what we will be looking uh, talking about uh, mainly this evening. There are other topics or other things like the Women's Rugby World Cup that is coming up. Um, and obviously uh, rugby are going on in Europe as well. But uh, the MPs, Bennington MPC, is where we are going to be concentrating um, this uh, evening. So I hope you are all keeping it safe and well. Don't forget, uh, you can uh, watch us live at 8pm on Tuesdays on the New Zealand Sport Radio Facebook page uh, and YouTube channel, as well as at Driving Mall on Twitter. Uh, or you can listen to back as a podcast as well. Just search New Zealand Sport Radio in your favourite podcatcher. And don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, all of those kind of wonderful and lovely things um, as well. I'm Paul uh, and uh, at Bunning, at uh, Driving Mall on uh, Twitter is the best place if you want to have a chat during rugby games. So do um, look me up on there. So uh, going to the last round then, and let's be honest, some teams were out of it, but there were a few crucial games um, to, uh, uh, to play. Uh, the first of those um, was last Wednesday um, when uh, Bay of Plenty hosted Northland, um, a midweek game that uh, kicks off at four o'clock or 4.30, I think it was, uh, in the afternoon. So an early kickoff. And why? Well, that's because Tauranga doesn't have any floodlights. And so it had to be done before dark. Um, and uh, uh, normally um, Bay of Plenty plays some of their games in Rotorua, uh, but um, they had issues there. Um, with the, um, uh, what do you call it again? I've gone blank now, uh, with the uh, pitch relaying in Rotorua. And so that uh, stadium was um, not available and hence why their games um, have all been at um, uh, Taronga uh, this year. Makes life easier for me as it's just an hour down the road. But um, 
the uh, unfortunately for those people in Rotorua, obviously um, they won't be uh, getting um, uh, getting that one. So um, the uh, and um, by the way, folks, uh, this weekend, coming weekend, um, as uh, Simon has pointed out in the live chat there, um, the Bay of Plenty selling tickets to uh, Sunday's match and doing buses from Rotorua and Tarongas, the old uh, away bus trip. Um, is on the cards, which uh, is a cracking um, idea by Bay of Plenty. It's great to see uh, that uh, they are doing that, and boy, oh, boy, that, so that will be a bit raucous on the way back if Bay of Plenty do get the win. But that's getting ahead of ourselves uh, because, as I say, last Wednesday, they took on Northman. Now, this was a storm week game, um, and so both uh, sides would, uh, had their um, uh, squads um, stretched. For Bay of Plenty, though, this game really did not matter. Uh, at the end of the day. This result wasn't going to alter where they finished in the table. It all came down to their game at the weekend uh, against Waikato. Um, and whoever won that game was going to host the uh, quarterfinal between them. Uh, well, that was the most likely result um, from all of the uh, the games. So um, the uh, that was always what was on the cards. So this game really um, was... Uh, not um, the focus for Bay of Plenty. Clearly, they wanted to win it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but some of the selections, um, you could tell uh, that uh, they were resting players and this wasn't a first-choice team by um, Bay of Plenty, uh, which gave Northland a real good chance. In that first half then, Northland uh, took advantage of that chance and took out, went out to a 5-15 to nil uh, lead in that one. Um, but in the second half, boy, oh boy, uh, Bay of Plenty came back and were leading 21 to 20 with um, less than 10 minutes to go. Uh, and in the end, um, a scrum penalty was um, what uh, uh, decided it. Uh, and um, the uh, Dan Hawkins came had come off the bench uh, to knock over the winning points after the Hooter had gone. So um, it's uh, yeah, that um, there, there were. Uh, disallowed tries and uh, all sorts of stuff uh, in this one. It was a fun game in the sun uh, down there in Tauranga on a, uh, a Wednesday afternoon. Um, so cracking one. I got to, I, I was there, as I say, so was um, Stephen Harris as well. Um, and so uh, which, let's start off then um, by, uh, I guess, going with one of the, um, the, the head coach um, for Northland to give us his view uh, as to um, how the... Uh, game went Post-match reaction from the Tauranga domain an exciting finish it was the visitors of North and Tanifa who needed the win they left it till very late George Cunha but boy how's the heart oh it's not good it's not good at all but what a win eh? Oh. On the 80th minute, to, oh. to seal that picture. Yeah, for, for a good part of this uh, game, Tony Park created a lot of opportunities. Probably didn't always always take it, but you always just felt that, uh, that the steamers, would, what they had on the beach, would always come back hard in the second half. Yeah, we knew they were always going to come back hard, but so we just needed, we knew that we needed to stay patient um, and control the ball in the second half. We had periods of it, and we needed to um, put ourselves in a position where we could. Look to steal that 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 just um just in terms of of the of the kicking game, I just thought it, at times maybe probably an area of concern. Boys probably just a little bit off with their kicking game today. Yeah, to be fair, we had some inconsistency with that kicking game today. Put ourselves under pressure. So, yeah. oh, and I was about to say, how good to have an All Black back in your front row, and then you roll another 
couple of renowned scrummages off, off the bench as well. And probably at the end of the day, how key was that? Yeah, it was, it was key for us. Like, if you win up, up front, you know, it usually helps you with other parts of your game. But um, having Wolf come, uh, come here and start for us was massive for the team. Uh, gave us a big lift, but also the boys that came off the bench today did a little bit. And uh, George, we're all going to become a space supporters uh, uh, come the weekend as well. Yeah, because <laughs> the big boys, eh? <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Hey, very well done, and um, you'll uh, head back to uh, Kaikaui for Sunday and, uh, and gear up for another or two. Yeah, um, we're going back to Kaikaui, the heart, heart of, uh, of Ngāpuhi, so uh, we're going to go out there and obviously put in a good performance for that. Hey, hey, George, very well done. You've got some pretty happy uh, uh, Tanita supporters walking around here today, and uh, you're mighty pleased. Well done. Sure. So yeah, so say uh, the, the the scrum um, was clearly uh, a, uh, a a big piece there, and uh, Stephen uh, pulling out that they had got offer uh, Tuanga Fasi available to them. Um, now, when uh, players like Kurt Eklund were being um, rested, you can see uh, yeah that uh, Northland um, got uh, uh, yeah did well um, with uh, with that one. Um, and then the man of the moment, the man who kicked over the winning points. Let's have a quick chat um, with. Let's have a quick chat with him. Some uh, post match reaction from the uh, Tauranga domain, and it was a tight one for the Northland Tunic Father. Came to the uh, domain, they needed the win, and a man of the moment, Dan Hawkins, touch kick to uh, win the game. What was going through your mind? Nah, um, to be honest, the forwards get all the credit there. Uh, I just said before that scrum went in, just give me that penalty and I'll kick that shit. And they did. As soon as I seen that thing going forward, they were on and um, it's a privilege to be able to do it for the boys. They put a lot of work in there. And, um, yeah, so we look for, hopefully we look to fight another day, get up Hawks Bay, and then we'll, we'll go again against one of the two. Tell me, it was, it was a game that at times, like you, it almost seemed like you had control, but <clears throat> maybe probably the, the, the kicking was a little bit off today. Just parts of the game, you think that might have been a, an area where you let play a penny back into the game? Yeah, maybe uh, just a few, a little bit better area management would uh, have been a little bit better, but at the same time, um, Paul's really rolled up their sleeves and carried a bit. I think it's just a bit of uh, individual skill execution that let us down a couple of times in crucial moments, and credit to Bay, they, they jumped on it. And, um, but saying that, you know, we um, we hold our composure and W. And we know that the Bay are pretty down here on a good side. They brought a few guys off the bench in the, in the second half and they came back at you. Yeah, we are. Um, as a bench, it's, it's a specialist position now, you know, you come on and add, and, and we knew their bench was going to come on and add a lot of energy, so we had to match it. And, um, I think we managed to, yeah, it was um, credit to Bay, they're a mean team, and um, I think they'll, they'll keep going. Hopefully you meet them a bit later on. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, now you, you head up to, to Kaikaui and you just want to, even though probably you're relying on a couple of other teams, but you still want to put in a strong uh, performance piece for the people up in the bay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's, um, it's a legendary spot in Northland, you know, and uh, we love playing there. And I think teams hate going there, so um, yeah, it'll be good. And um, yeah, I think we've just got to rely on Hawks Bay to win and then it's back in our hands and that's what we want. We know Manal is going to be a big challenge and um, we need to front up luckily. Dan Hawkins, it's not the first time you've got a clutch kick in the last minute. I'm pretty sure the Tunny, tunny fans and there's plenty of them around, of course, are the ones teams that have travelled down would be absolutely right, mate. Congratulations on the win and congratulations on your first performance. Uh, appreciate it, bro, and uh, thanks to all our fans there. Uh, it's a privilege to be out here. Thank you, guys. Hopefully we go on and got a few more weeks for sure. We'll get to that final end. Have a safe day. Oh, at uh, Tarang.
And uh, what things, one of the things we've been trying to do, or I've been trying to do um, throughout the season, is bring you uh, the best kind of chat with the debutants of uh, each day and sort of get their kind of views as to how they felt or how they found um, the step up to uh, uh, the MPC. Uh, and uh, Seamus Spoddle uh, got his um, opportunity uh, on Wednesday. So let's have a quick chat with him uh, on his, um, uh, yeah, on his debut. Remain after Bay of Plenty versus Northam with Seamus uh, on his debut here uh, down at uh, Charonga Domain. Uh, so how did you uh, find that, uh, your, your debut and the, the pace of the game compared to uh, club rugby? Yeah, that was good. Eh? Yeah, uh, finally good to, to get off and, um, and wear the stripes. Uh, pace was pretty quick, uh, especially through that first half. Um, yeah, it was definitely a step up from what I'm used to, but um, no, yeah, good to get it done, so good to jump on board. And you felt comfortable out there with the, the, the boys and didn't feel like overawed or, or, or the level was too high for you? Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, uh, slowly warmed into it. A uh, bit of a shock at the start, but yeah, once I sort of found the groove. Um, but, you know, I enjoyed it. It looked like, looked like you enjoyed the yeah, air with, with, with ball in hand um, and uh, and running it up there. That seemed to be, I think, something that you, you did. Well, you look very good and comfortable at this level, which is great to see. Um, here you are, obviously, uh, well, obviously, but Tauranga Sport is your uh, is your home, is your club team. So, uh, a few family and friends in the, uh, um, in the in the crowd today. Yeah, no, definitely. Yep, yeah. uh, I mean, it's a flick off a few tickets. So, uh, family's <laughs> here and uh, and good support from some of the local lads as well. But yeah, no, it's good to be back at Jurassic Park, and it's probably one of the best pitches that you can play on. So, no, it's good to be at home and. And yeah, having a, having a run around. But a bit strange playing at four o'clock on a, on a Wednesday. I mean, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, the mid game and then coming off back to back or playing in the weekend as well. Yeah, body's sort of feeling it. So, so how are you? How are you finding that? Because uh, normally on a debut, you'd have a four week preparation, you have to run through drills, etc. I'm guessing that there wasn't that many opportunities to run through drills because of a shortened training week. So, was was did that kind of uh, mean it was no time for nerves, or did that mean you, you felt a bit kind of rushed into it? <laughs> yeah, no, it was sort of in the deep end. Uh, we had rest day on Sunday, and then uh, one day of training Monday, and then captains run yesterday. So, that no, was good. Uh, good learnings, and um, yeah, I suppose it's the best way to learn is get thrown in the deep end. So. Fantastic. And what are your uh, ambitions in uh, in rugby? Are you is this uh, you're looking at being a stepping stone to uh, getting more more time, more game time next season, and perhaps uh, moving on to Super, etc. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, or just getting comfortable and um, yeah, just use this as a stepping stone to see, see where I can go. Pretty keen to push on. So, well, congratulations uh, on your debut. Good luck in the uh, having a good club season next year as well. To uh, head into another um, stonking NPC. Awesome. Thanks for your time. Mate. Cheers. So there you go. Uh, it's good to have a chat with, uh, as I say, with a debutant. See uh, what their aspirations, are, how they how they see things going, uh, and uh, how he found it as well. It was a difficult one on Wednesday. I say it's a one training session, and the captain's run, and then straight into it. Uh, so that's uh, yeah. Hope obviously been with the squad all season, um, but to have that little preparation uh, going into that one would have been uh, difficult. Um, so that led us on to the weekend then, and uh, as you heard there, uh, the from the uh, northern. Um, interviews. They needed a helping hand from uh, Hawks Bay as Hawks Bay were taking on Tasman. Now Tasman were ahead of Northland in the table on this one, but Hawks Bay also had plenty to play for if to make sure that they were also going to make it into the um, uh, into the finals because uh, they didn't know what Otago would do later uh, or later in the weekend. So for Hawks Bay, this was very much a live game as well. This one was a rainy one down in Nelson. It was wet uh, down there. Um, Hawks Bay uh, got a couple of early tries, um, one from the uh, line-up more, then backed it up again with another one with the line-up more, but that got stopped, it got spun wide, and they scored. But only, not missing the conversions meant that uh, 
Tasman were able to pull it back to 10 all. Uh, then just before, uh, or just sorry, just after the Hooter on half time, um, the uh, uh, Hawks Bay got off the back of the scrum and scored uh, to take 17 10 lead and had that momentum going into half time uh, with them. Hawks Bay backed it up with getting the first try in the second half uh, to make take it out to 22 10, uh, and it was all over from there, really. It was a late consolation try. Um, for Tasman, which made the score look a little bit more respectable at 25 to 17. Um, but so, uh, yeah, this finished off what has been a poor season um, for Tasman. They only finished um, three points outside the playoffs, uh, even though they um, uh, won four games and lost six. Uh, but uh, uh, so, yes, um, Northland still had to get the win uh, to get themselves into the playoffs and knock, Northland, uh, knock Tasman out. But um, as Northland were up against Manawatu, who hadn't won all season, clearly the writing was on the wall for Tasman um, at this point. It hasn't been a great season, um, and they really haven't clicked, even though they had players uh, with, well, sort of Severin Reese and um, a number, a host of other Super Rugby players running around in that team. But it just hasn't worked for them this season for one reason um, or another. On to Saturday then, and uh, Southland were taking on North Harbour uh, down uh, in the uh, in, down in Chicago, there with some absolutely lovely um, sunshine. Um, Harbour wanting to make sure they got a home um, quarter final, uh, and boy oh boy, did their backs go to work, winning this one eight to sixty six, a comfortable win um, for Harbour. Uh, and that back three, one of the best back threes in the conference, got to say, um, really with Tavita Lee um, scoring a lot of um, uh, a, lot, a lot of tries there, um, made it some champagne rugby. Uh, for the Invercargill crowd. So, yes, exciting rugby, but not the kind of results they would have wanted down there. And that saw North Harbour into second place in the uh, in their conference um, behind Canterbury um, in that one. Auckland then saw of Taranaki 38-24. to 24. Um, I, I, also, I haven't uh, seen this one, um, but that uh, meant that we're going to have a battle of the bridge yet again um, this season, but this time over in North Harbour. Um, there for, um, for, for, for for that one, and that will be one of our quarterfinals. The Naki, having had a great season last year, this year, just three wins, um, and uh, this game was a dead rubber for them. They were never going to make it into um, the finals. The final game on Saturday was Otago versus Canterbury. I say Canterbury very much uh, had already got their top place all secured, uh, and there really wasn't, wasn't anything in this one for them. Um, but still, they saw off Otago 21 to 27 down there in Dunedin. Otago really did um, push uh, this one um, uh, all of the way, uh, using uh, their width um, and uh, and their pace out wide. Um, there was a very poor attempt at a drop goal, but they did lead at halftime 14 to 12. Uh, Canterbury scored first in that second half, but um, Otago. Um, did get themselves back into the lead. The lead switched plenty of times in this game, but at the end of the day, um, some poor defence um, allowed, um, I've gone blank, that's the name of the winger, um, from um, Canterbury, uh, Mattielli, um, to uh, score a long, a, a try from inside his own 22. He did pass it and got it back again to, um, uh, in, in, uh, in there, but he broke, it was like five or six tackles broken in that move. Um, and uh, Otago had the opportunities, but just could not um, get the points on the board. And that meant they missed out on uh, finals footy uh, down there in Dunedin. A five and five 
record. So five wins, five losses, um, finishing four points behind um, Hawks Bay. They needed um, to uh, to get some well the try bonus point win to uh, to force things. Which I think that might, might that might not even be enough enough for them. Um, actually, that would have been yeah they've been finished on thirty five points and that would have seen them. Uh, sorry, they finished finished on um, thirty one points and, and uh, they would have had six wins. That would have seen them in there, but um, yeah, that was never. Uh, well, it's uh, it could have been on, but it didn't uh, eventuate for um, Otago. Um, on to Sunday then, and we had Counties Manukau versus Wellington. Wellington, a team that really has uh, blossomed towards the end of this season, um, finishing at top of the uh, um, well, uh, this win saw them finish top of their conference, um, beating um. Uh, counties 31 to 64. So another high scoring game that we saw from um, North Harbour um, as well in um, that one. Uh, Milner Scudder um, got himself a try in there um, as uh, Wellington got that big win. And I say, and they're heading in to these finals with some fantastic momentum uh, and peaking at the right time of the season. Perhaps the most likely team um, that looks like the, the, to, to be able to stop Canterbury. Canterbury still heavy favourites though uh, in this one. Lawthorne then took on Manawa too, um, and it was a comfortable um, win for Northland uh, up there. Uh, where they, um, Kai Tai, I think they said they were, they were playing in, um, not not in their normal home because that uh, pitch is being kept for the Women's Rugby World Cup, or the Rugby World Cup um, that's kicking off this coming um, weekend. Um, and uh, so they won that one, um, forty-one to uh, twenty-four, uh, and uh, Stephen Harris. Got us some interviews from down there. First off, let's hear from Manor Two, a couple of players from Manor Two who had a had a real tough um, season uh, this season. Um, we'll have a chat with uh, Jason Emery, the co-captain, first. And I say it's been a real tough season for the Manor Two. They have not won a game all season. Getting some post-match reaction from uh, the final round of the Bunnings NPC. I'm with uh, one of the co-skippers, Jason Emery from the Manawatu uh, Turbo. It's been a tough, tough year for the Turbos, but uh, this is probably not a bad performance from your team up here in the far north. In the heart of the upper actually, yeah. a long way to come, but, you know, even though it's been a tough year, Jason, you can't fault you for the new guys. Yeah, 100%. We've had a tough year, and uh, we kind of came up here with nothing to lose, so, and then we knew the Tunnies had uh, a lot to play for, so, yeah, look, we're just trying to play on that, and it can only get so far, so, look, I'm proud that we put up, we put up today, could have easily folded, you know, through the tail end, just got on off the top of the game, but I reckon we showed a lot of effort, and just, yeah, just proud to win the jersey, yeah, which I think goes in the way. Absolutely, and you've got some individuals in this thing. This is your young guys, I'm kind of looking guys like Zeke Dave Elton and Leo Piano, 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 and You've got some pretty sizable voices in the court back as well. Yeah, they're still babies today, so oh, look, I can't talk about size, I'm the biggest thing. But uh, <laughs> nah, look, they're, they're young guys, and I just told them before in our huddle, just take the learnings from this year and, and just put it towards the next, you know, your next path, you know, where you're just going, hurricanes or going overseas. Make sure we're a good person for it. Yeah. It's been tough, man. Yeah. And how important is it that you try and keep this bunch of raw together? Yeah, I reckon it's important. Um, 
know, there's been a lot of chat. Uh, you know, a few of us have paid the papers back home, and they've been saying that uh, we're not looking after local talent. So, look, we've had a few boys debut this year, a few young fellas that play in the academy this year. So, yeah. Look, um, yeah, look, we can only control what, what we can do. You know, so, yeah. 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 And listen, and just to your, your family, your supporters, and more importantly, your whānau, you, you had some hearty group of supporters I met up here in the stand that travelled a long way as well. Too good, eh? Yeah, no, nah, I just really want to have a big shout out to our supporters. Um, you know, as I said, it's been a tough season and the Lord wants to stay with us and uh, especially to all our sponsors and stuff too, just, just uh, sticking with us and getting us through the tough times now. So hopefully we'll get a better people for it next year. And- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And listen, just from a, from a Tanifa point of view, obviously the boys have gone through to a quarterfinal, but I know the heart felt really well because we, we, from a union point of view, we've been sort of in this place as well, and I have no doubt that we've bounced back bigger and better this year. Thank you, appreciate that. Uh, we'll wish Tani's all the best for the finals, and um, you go away for the little union day. Thank you. Good, mate. Hey, brother. Thank you for Yeah, I'm just a better dependent. I used to press stop there. He goes into having a little chat rather than off the post interview there. Um, but so we'll have the, the other captain um, with Stephen as well. We'll get some more post-match reaction here at Paikul here in the heart of Napoli. So these fellas from uh, Manawatu had a huge trip to come up this way. I'm with their skipper at the moment, Brayden Yose. Brayden, it's been a tough season, but you know, you can just see with your boys today, there's a lot of their heart. Yeah, really tough season. I think um, we've got a really good core young group. And a lot of guys can play exciting rugby. It's just trying to fill those spots around them with experience and guys that can just nail our role consistently. I think that's what we're so I think the Tanifa has been in this place before where they've struggled in, in the past. And you know what it's like during a season, none of the, none of the calls go your way. They go everybody else's way and everything that does go wrong, would go wrong. But you know, I can see on the horizon, you've got Timo on the wing, and man, you've got some expectation out there. And even if yourself and TK Allen, you have got expectation. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's a lot of good homegrown talent coming through as well. And I think just now, we've just given ourselves opportunities to play rugby. Maybe the last few years, we've been special stuff. Just trying to find the key to 
Yeah, just at times you've let teams get away with you, get away on you as well, beg your pardon. Even even today you let North get out to that lead and find that you're always chasing teams as well in games. Absolutely, yeah. It's hard to come back and you let teams in the soft chance in the last 10 minutes. I guess that's sort of been the story of our year. Yeah. Um, it just shows us the importance of starting well and building pressure with our territory and just nailing our, our, our maps. And, I think it's good growth for a, for a young team to learn that way, sort of pretty, it's like a punch on the nose, you know, it's only one way to learn. Exactly, I think sometimes you just got to go away, reload over the summer, just work work out what's what's re required, because I, I, I hope you keep this group together, quite personally, you know, and you've, you've got some really good boys. Yeah, likewise, I think it's local talent within our own region and, and guys that are really excited and to be here and understand what honestly rugby is all about. We're really proud to and we can instill that in all our players. Jeez, be a special team. Oh, absolutely. And you've got a lot going at the uh, Manawatu Union as well. Of course, the Cyclones, they're a good team as well. And your supporters, they're pretty hearty. Some I met up in the stand, made the trip up as well. And uh, listen, I'll, put this, I'll try and put this on your, your Facebook site down at Manawatu, but just a quick word for those supporters sponsors right? Yeah, special thank you to our sponsors and supporters. Uh, I mean, without them, this wouldn't be possible. It wouldn't be possible for us to live our dreams and play right before we So uh, we appreciate all your support, especially during these hard times. I mean, these hard times are, are good and make you recognise and appreciate the good times. So we'll be all the better for it and we appreciate the support. We love our fans and love our sponsors. Oh, listen, we appreciate you guys as well. I know it's a tough year, but the Mighty Turbos, I'm pretty sure you guys will be able to get it. There we go. A um, uh, and, and for me, Alti Manawatu having a, a, a few tough seasons. Um, let's be honest, but so yeah, we've got to keep um, with their local boys and try and build up that club competition as a way forward for them. Um, I think, but fantastic for Northland to um, that sees themselves into the uh, quarter finals uh, there with that win. So two big wins on Wednesday and then following that on Sunday um, for them could. Uh, um, well, we knew this was probably going to be, or this was going to be the, the quarterfinal, a repeat of it, um, when um, Waikato took on uh, Bay of Plenty. And boy, this was a uh, cracker. Bay of Plenty um, scored first and jumped out to a 10-0 uh, a lead, only for Waikato to come back um, and um, lead 14-10 uh, 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 after the uh, first 20 minutes. So all action-packed straight early on. Uh, Bay of Plenty managed to pull out to a 14-22 lead um, at half time and then backed it up to pull out to 14-34. to 34. Um, So a 20-point lead with 20 minutes to go. Um, it's the kind of lead that you'd hope your team would shut down, but um, it wasn't to be. Um, and uh, Waikato came back uh, at the death. They had a five-meter line-out uh, and um, they have plenty uh, decided to contest the line out. They won the line out, um, but only for the uh, the Waikato player to come through, grab the ball, and touch it down for a try. So, uh, yes, a moment of um, uh, well of despair for Waikato fans turned into elation, uh, and the opposite um, for Bay of Plenty fans. And uh, with um, the with, with uh, Dave McKenzie knocking over the conversion. It ended up being 35 to 34. So a one-point lead, uh, one-point win, um, kick at the death. That's two games on the bounce now uh, that Bay of Plenty have lost with a kick after the Hooter has gone. Um, so it's been a real um, tough couple of games for them, really, really close 
um, quite clearly. Uh, it could easily have been an eight and two season and said it was a six and four season um, for them. Um, we saw them finish on 34 points. Uh, those extra eight points could have um, uh, wasn't would, uh, would have seen them top the table uh, in the odds conference. So uh, how close, um, how different it could have been uh, with those two games. The important one was this one um, for Bear Fence. You can see why they didn't prioritise the Northland game. Um, uh, Waikato finished um, on uh, seven uh, seven wins, a draw and two losses. Um, they just had two, two losses on the bounce. Uh, so this was an important win for them uh, and come to finals time um, on 36 points, just two points um, behind Wellington. So um, only four points separated first to third in the Oz Conference. Um, with the Hawks Bay only three points back. So tight in this conference. Compare that to the Evens Conference where there was a 14-point um, a gap between Canterbury in first place uh, and North Harbour in second. So there are much, a bigger gap there than, um, uh, than not, quite, not, not quite bigger than the gap between first and fourth uh, in the other conference, but pretty close to it. Um, in that one, so uh, what does that mean? That means this coming weekend... Our quarterfinals are North Harbour hosting Auckland Battle of the Bridge, um, with uh, which one that uh, Stephen Harris um, will try and um, get to. And I've just realised I've missed off two interviews. So I'll actually go back, um, but I'll run through these and we'll go back to those. Um, Wellington will then host Hawke's Bay, with uh, Wellington being uh, clear favourites in that one. But that Battle of the Bridge is uh, looking tight between those two teams. Canterbury then host Northland, and that's a big ask for Northland to go all the way down to uh, Christchurch there. Um, you'd think uh, that Canterbury and Wellington, obviously finishing top of the table, those two um, will be looking to, uh, uh, well, obviously firm favourites. Um, we've just seen, we just heard Waikato and Bay of Plenty fight out a game that came down to a kick after the Hooter and at a one-point game. So they go against each other again this Sunday uh, in Waikato at FMG Stadium. I will be at that game. So we'll have post-match interviews from that game um, next week on the show, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Folks, don't um, forget that. So um, a couple of, I think Friday and Sunday's game look like absolute crackers. The ones on uh, Saturday should both go with the home team. But one of those teams that uh, we're trying to upset that is Northland. So let's hit Northland's skipper um, after their game um, last weekend uh, and uh, his thoughts uh, on how they've uh, been going. We were tired, like it felt sluggish out there at times. So, yeah, we just had to stay in and do enough to tick the points over, really. And we did that in the end, but yeah, it was hard work. And how good to bring this game on to We were here a couple of years ago, but to come back again and see a really good, robust crowd here, how good. Yeah, no, nah, it was good. I was confident coming up here. You know, we had that great result this Waikato 2020, um, you know, and then we got up here and the sun was out. It was raining and fucking day and the sun was out when we got here. So that gave me a little smile on the bus. Yeah, it was much better than playing in the rain. Oh, it's been a stressful weekend because you needed a, a couple of other things. You need a couple of results as well. What was with playing this game today and watching some of those games? Oh, I told the boys I didn't watch, eh? I was just coming to play. I can control what I can control. So boys all put it up on the channel on Friday, so we knew we had something to play for Friday night. We're hoping Auckland would drop out too, so we could come third. But you know, they stuck it out. So yeah. And of course, um, it looks like you're heading down to Canterbury. 
you probably thought you missed it. You left 40 minutes out there when you last played them down there because you played probably a good, good 35. It'll just be a case of really go out there with nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. I think we put a good 40 on. Like a few things didn't go away, and maybe that killed our momentum. Like they definitely played a good game in that second half and took it away from us. But I think we can take confidence from that first 40. We can play with them, and we're going down to win. So yeah. Uh, and how good just to be in quarterfinal contention, especially for a small union like Morton. Yeah, I was actually thinking if we'd done this, whether we're the best in the professional era, like almost, I don't know, you'll have to fact check that, but um, it's, uh, it's a good result regardless, but we don't want to finish there. We'll go down and put a good show on next week. So that message there, um, talking very well, uh, Northland um, captain, uh, and uh, let's see what they can do down in uh, Canterbury. As I say, I think it's a tour ask down there for them. Here on the show, the other people we like to talk to at games is people who have got significant milestones as well, whether they've got the Blazer game or their 50th. And uh, Timothy Tua uh, played his 50th game. Um, for the Tony Files up there um, at the weekend. So here's Stephen um, with uh, Tamati uh, on his 50th game. No, after his 50th game. I'm uh, getting some more post match reaction from uh, uh, Tony Files win, a win that they needed over the Cubos uh, uh, here in Kaikoui. I'm with uh, a man who's played 50 games for the Tony Files, or with his 50 games for Tony Tamati. Yeah, no, they're, they're always a tough team to put away. Um, they don't stop, they've got plenty of good ball carriers in their team, and um, yeah, they go to the last one. And um, boy, there were times when you guys had a good quarter line on the post when they shortened the score up. What was the excitement on the post? Really just trying to be clinical in that second half. Um, last few weeks, we've got off to good starts, and then the second half sort of died off, so we sort of just try to keep that momentum. And, and I'll tell you what, we're up here in, the, in virtually the heart of uh, Nāpui yeah. and the clock we're here, not too, not too, only another hour drive from where you were brought up, but how good to come up here and, and play this game. It's always good to get out of Whangarei, eh? Um, um, a lot of people up here don't really get to see the game, so it's good to come play one up here. And I'll tell you what, you're alive for another week, so I'm pretty sure you'd want to go down to... Uh, to uh, Canterbury, I think that that's where you're heading to. And you probably you played a really good half last time, but I think it's a case of go down there and just give it everything. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Too good, Timothy. Hey, mate, all the best on uh, 50 games. Hopefully we'll see you play uh, another 50 for the Union. Yes, man. Cheers, bro. So there we go. That's uh, it's, it's always great to talk to people who've made, uh, made those... Uh, uh, those made those achieve those fantastic milestones, and um, because the Women's Rugby World Cup, the Saturday games don't forget at, at two o'clock for Wellington versus Hawks Bay, uh, and at four thirty-five for Canterbury versus Northland. So uh, no evening NPC game. Uh, that's because of the um, Women's Rugby World Cup this coming weekend. Um, on Saturday, you've got uh, South Africa versus France at two fifteen. Fiji take on England at uh, four forty-five, uh, and uh, then the big one. Um, the Wallabies versus the um, Black Ferns at 715 uh, at uh, in at Eden Park. And then on Sunday, a further three games um, with the USA taking on Italy, Japan taking on Canada and uh, Wales uh, taking on Scotland. So um, that's uh, when all uh, the, uh, the, the the games um, are, are happening on that one. 
couple of things that have come up about the uh, Bunnings NPC and Scott Donaldson in the live chat there um, asks us uh, this one. Should they have had playoffs for teams 9th to 14th? Yes, I think they should have done. Um, let's uh, have the, the more games I think we, they can have for the um, NPC provincial teams, um, the better. So, yeah, it would have been good uh, for the remaining, um, what is it, uh, six teams um, to have had some sort of um, a playoff uh, with uh, uh, which uh, I'm not quite sure how you would structure it. I think you could probably um, put in a um, kind of elimination final, a semi-final, and then a final um, for them as well for a kind of plate competition, I think would have uh, been a good idea. Also, there have uh, I've seen a few comments on the, on, online about, oh, um, they should have been having um, cross conference games at the quarterfinals and all this kind of stuff. Um, look, it is what it is. And uh, just because we've got uh, Waikato versus Bay of Plenty on back-to-back -back weekends, um, I don't think that's anything you could have predicted. Uh, and so I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see anything wrong, particularly with how uh, they have done um, the uh, the playoff picture. Everyone knew what they were pre-season. -pre um, so uh, as long as it's clear to people, um, I don't have any particular problems with that. But yes, I agree, Scott, that we should have had uh, to playoffs for teams 14, uh, sorry, 9 to 14 would have uh, been a good um, idea um, on that one. Um, the, do, I, and the, the format of this competition has been a tad strange, let's be honest. What they've done is they've taken the top four, they've taken the 14 teams, they seeded them and put the even numbers, uh, even seeded teams into one conference and the odd seeded teams into another conference. There's no sort of natural way as to knowing as to who is in each conference. It's not like um, you can say the top seven countries, so top seven provinces in the country, and the bottom seven are split that way, north and south. No, it's not done that way. Uh, it's purely um, on on seeding. It'll be interesting to see. I've not sat down and looked for seeds to see if it changes next year or not. But I think the idea was that it, it can change every year. So you don't really know what seedings you are going to, or what conference you're going to be in. Um, the I don't think there's been too much. Um, that's been too much of a problem for fans. Um, but uh, that also comes down to the fact that uh, how many casual fans even know um, the NPC is on uh, as, as a competition. I, mean, I think they're all just looking at enjoying games of rugby. And then if their team happens to be in the finals come the end of it, all good and well, um, and they'll pay attention. But I don't think um, that there's uh, the, the investment uh, from, from the vast majority or, or, or from a big enough section of um, the public um, to kind of worry about what um, the, uh, the, the 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 nuances of the structure are. As far as they're concerned, it's every team has a crack at winning the competition, which didn't happen last year or hasn't happened in previous years because of the Premiership and Championship formats. And so that's considered a good thing. Um, and uh, uh, quite how uh, teams end up in those sort of situations, I don't think they particularly. Uh, are too concerned about, to be honest. Uh, I think that's probably a lesson that Super Rugby can take is look, it's about the quality of rugby and about engaging uh, fans to team. It's not so much about what is the structure um, and people should just stop, get should get off the uh, administrator's backs about that and stop complaining about it and just to try and enjoy the game and the actual the games that are happening themselves. I think that's what we've seen um, with the Bunnings NPC uh, this year. 
I'm not a great fan of the structure of, 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 the, of, the, of the format because I don't think it's kind of uh, easy to understand this, whether you're in even or in odds. And um, they're not particularly great names for the conferences either. Not very catchy, is it? Uh, we're in the odds conference. Why? Well, because we see the sixth, oh, sorry, fifth. Um, so, yeah, it's all a bit confusing. Uh, it's, not, it's not kind of knack. It's not, it's not um, but from, but as I say, I don't think the fans have really cared about that. Uh, they just want to enjoy um, a game of rugby um, for a team that represents their area. Um, so, yeah, I think it's been successful from that point of view uh, in so far as how successful Bunnings MPC or the MPC is. Um, but uh, obviously it would be great to get bigger crowds uh, and, um, and grow that. I don't feel that it has grown any from last year to this year. I could be wrong, um, but it doesn't feel to me uh, that the crowds are, are any bigger this year than, I would say, three, four years ago um, from, that, uh, from that point of view. Um, if you uh, we go to hear from you guys, just your thoughts. Do you think um, that uh, engagement with the Bunnings MPC has increased or do you think it's dropped um, from, say, four or five years ago with my 10 Cup with the Premiership and Championship? Uh, obviously, doing it during the COVID years is a bit difficult to, um, to compare. But if we go back to pre-COVID, what do you think? Do you think it's higher or lower? Um, please do let me know. Just to finish off then, let's um, have a look at some of uh, the news items that are kicking around um, on this one. Um, on the uh, Caleb Trask um, is uh, going to be heading over to Japan next year um, to, uh, uh, to to play his rugby with the My Honda Heat. Um, the um, uh, he's not been getting that much playing game time with the uh, Chiefs. And when you think they've got uh, uh, Bryn Gatlin, um, Rivers Rehana, and obviously Dame McKenzie there, uh, all vying for that number 10 jersey as well. Um, Rivers Rehana having a, having a really good season with the uh, with Northland. Um, you've got to say that, um, uh, that it actually makes some sense for him to go over there and get game time um, in Japan. Uh, and then he's going to come back for the following two seasons. So it's kind of like a sabbatical um, for him, uh, except normally... When we have sabbaticals, it's for players like Bowden Barrett, Dame McKenzie, um, Geordie Barrett, etc. Well, we'll talk about Geordie Barrett in a second. Um, those kind of players who have uh, had years as an All Black um, and uh, go on um, about that. Um, the talking of Bowden Barrett, then he has signed on until 2025 um, with a sabbatical option in his final year. So. Um, so uh, an extra um, couple of years, four or uh, three years um, for Bowden Barrett, for, for Geordie Barrett there, um, who has uh, cemented himself well as the first choice 15. But then again, is he now the first choice 12 um, as well for the All Blacks? So um, a, an integral part of the All Blacks, let's be honest, he uh, is one of those players that will be, uh, uh, well, yeah, is starting if he's fit uh, in the first choice All Blacks team. So good to see that he's been, he's putting to paper for another um, three years. Um, final bit of news that um, I've current, uh, that uh, is around um, the Highlanders appointing a new attack coach. Um, it's a guy called Richard Whiffin um, from uh, who's English. Uh, so um, a bit of a surprise. This one I've never um, come across before. To be honest, uh, he's been part of uh, London Irish, um, Gloucester, and also Scarlet uh, at Scarlet. Um, worked with a a couple of. Um, well, actually, London Irish and also Scarlet has worked with uh, several um, 
uh, Kiwis uh, in those uh, in those sort of ropes, how I think he's come to attention um, of uh, the uh, Highlanders. So uh, currently working with the Welsh women's squad um, at uh, the Rugby World Cup. So, uh, uh, well, congratulations to him on his role. It's going to be interesting to see how he goes uh, down there um, at the Highlanders. Uh, someone, I say, that I've not come across before, but uh, good, luck to, good luck to him and also good luck to uh, the Highlanders um, with um, that appointment um, down there. And um, that's everything from me then. So yes, we've got Women's Rugby World Cup coming up this, uh, this, this coming, uh, kicks off this coming weekend. Uh, so obviously we'll have a chat about that next week. We've also got the quarterfinals of the Bunnings NPC. I'll be at one. Hopefully um, Steve will be at uh, the other one, um, or at one of the other ones, sorry, um, at the, at the at, uh, Battle of the Bridge, Harbour versus Auckland. So uh, look out for those post-match interviews that we'll bring you next week. All have a safe week and a cracking week. Uh, and um, catch you all next Tuesday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.